0: Everyone, welcome to the voice of Dr. Yin, and I am your host, Dr. Liman Yin. This week, I will bring you several topics, and first of all, I want to review the interview on Tucker Carlson tonight, that Tucker Carlson interviewed me on the COVID origin and other related issues, including the persecution I suffered from, as well as the compromise the things behind the COVID-19. Because of the limitation of time in the conversation, I can't address all these issues. So I have received the questions from many audience and friends after that, they will know more about these topics. Then I start from that interview clip and I will start about those questions and let you know what I won't tell you.
1: A group called the EcoHealth Alliance was paid by the US government supervised by Tony Fauci to conduct, among other things, experiments on bat coronaviruses in China, at the Wuhan lab, the now famous lab in Wuhan. Dr. Andrew Huff is a former VP at EcoHealth Alliance. He's written a new book about his experiences. In that book, he writes this, quote, EcoHealth Alliance and foreign laboratories did not have adequate control measures in place ultimately resulting in the lab leak at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. So this looks like a game over kind of admission. It did come from the lab. We can all stop pretending. Yes. It came from the Wuhan lab. This is a guy who worked in the Health Alliance. And yet it's still not clear if Huff is telling the whole story. In September of 2020, the Chinese virologist, Li Men Yang came on this show to provide evidence that COVID was, in fact, engineered in the Chinese military lab. Watch.
0: From my first report, I can present the solid scientific evidence to our audience that this virus, COVID-19 SARS-CoV-2 virus, actually is not from nature. I work with the top coronavirologists in the world. So together with my experience, I can tell you this is created in the lab.
1: Dr. Lehman Young joins us tonight. Doctor, thank you so much
0: Hi, for joining Dr. us Thanks. once
1: again. So you were attacked and dismissed. You feared for your life. You may still fear for your life because you were one of the very first people in this country to know what is now obvious this was created in a lab. Do you feel vindicated? Do you Are you happy that most people now believe what you're saying?
0: Hi Tiger, it's nice to talk with you again. And actually, uh, yes, my uh, evidence get verified and verified again and again. But this is definitely not the g- uh, end of the game because you know, uh, this is from the lab and that was from Wuhan, and this was game a function engineered weaponized virus. However, as you see, uh, now the senator, uh. Senate committee or, uh, did by the uh, Senator Richard Burr already published the report that this SARS-CoV-2, uh, COVID-19 virus is most likely the result of research-related incident. Say so this is incident. So now they changed the word from accident to incident because this gave us the new direction for the further investigation, that whether it was intentional or not. Uh, accidental incident, and also what I want to tell you is that yes, I have suffered a lot from CCP because they try to silence me, not only in physics, physics but also in a non-physical way. However, based on the confidential uh, confidential sources, my team obtained that th- there are the People's Liberation Army involved, conducted. Uh, very well planned and coordinated coordinated operations happened before the outbreak of uh COVID nineteen in Wuhan. And even we managed to got the code or uh, code name of the operation related to sars COVID two and also the generals inside uh leading this uh, operation who actually get promoted now. So this kind of evidence we are going to yes. keep providing to the related staff.
1: Well, thank you for, thank you. And, and I, I'm just sorry that you weren't taken seriously earlier because it's changed the world. Dr. Li Min Young, good to see you.
0: Okay, we have listened to the clip again. And what I want to say first is definitely, I'm not the only one suffered from a uh, without blowing the truth because even Tucker Carlson, he was the first uh, mainstream media uh, journalist who helped to deliver this message to audience and also keep following up. Since he started to interview me from September 2020, he also received quite a lot of attacks from Chinese Communist Party and from the uh, pro-natural origin campaign, remember that Facebook, Instagram, and other media has labeled Tucker Carson, uh inter- interview with me as a, a fact check false result. And also they claim that uh, I actually was a conspiracist and a Tucker is both conspiracist and racist. So these are, uh, very, very ridiculous attacks. And it was massively spreaded everywhere. Yeah, since two years ago until now, again and again, my evidence got verified. And Tucker said I was vindicated. And actually for me, I know that finally I will get vindicated because from the beginning, It was the truth. However, you also could hear from me that I mentioned in the interview that this is definitely not the end of the game. Why? Because there are still quite a lot remain to be investigated. And also, let's go back to the fundamental question. Who made a how did it happen? Why? And also, people definitely want to know how come that suddenly the world changed and those experts you respected before turned to the side with your enemies. I mean, Communist Party, right? Chinese Communist Party. They treat you as enemies and they brought your experts on their side to help them to cheat you. And you see, Tucker mentioned that recently another whistleblower, Dr. Andrew Hoff, has written a book because he has worked with Echo Health Alliance, which is known now as the academic organization Help NIH Dr. Fauci to deliver funding to Wuhan Institute of Virology and cover up the truth of origin. Dr. Hoff claimed that, yes, this is not from nature, this is engineered. And also he claimed that there were a lot of things happened between EcoHealth and WIV, which shows that those scientists who are helping China government were guilty. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I was the first to reveal eco-health corruption with China government. Back to 2020, when I uh, tried to publish my first in report in September, actually I went to meet some uh, bioweapon experts working for U.S. government. That was in the confidential meeting. I show my draft to one of the experts and uh, that expert told me that, so brilliant work. However, would you consider to remove the part of Peter Dashak? Because according to him, Peter Dashak was very respectful uh, in his knowledge, he thought Peter Daszak has done a lot of things uh, very influential in the virology of infectious disease field, so he feels hesitant to say, I wrote uh, Peter Daszak and EcoHealth in my report and pointed out to the corruption between China government and this academic organization in U.S. Now I don't want to review the bioweapon expert's name because I can't understand his hesitance at that time. It was so shock for even most of the experts because this is such a large scale uh, academic scandal and it takes time for them to reconsider the role of those experts they know for a long while. However, I also rejected this request because I wrote it in my yin reports not to attack anyone or any organization. I need to show the clues to people who read the yen reports at that time, or maybe even hundred years later. I need to let people know, when you find out these clues, and I also attached the visa reference, which is very reliable sources, public sources, which you can go to confirm by yourself. Even, even I was disappeared right after the publish, uh, the pub- uh, the publish, uh, publishing of my yen reports, still, people can find out the truth by themselves based on the Yen reports. That was my idea at the time. So I can't remove the important clues for people to understand the truth by themselves. And now, you know, Peter Dashak is well-known as well as Echo Health, of uh, Edens, uh, and also Dr. Fauci. what well well known as the compromise scientist helping Chinese Communist Party to cover things up. And I also say majority of Americans are very angry about their tax money were delivered to Wuhan, to CCP, to help the development of SARS-CoV-2. I also have seen people talk about that. it is the U.S. fundings supported the development, right? If we didn't give them money, there could not be the SARS-CoV-2, which means the COVID-19 pandemic. I was asked by many people. However, my answer, as I always tell you, is no, it's not the U.S. fundings Help Chinese Communist Party develop the SARS-CoV-2. Your findings, compared to the huge amount of money Chinese Communist Party, uh, put into the unrestricted bioweapon weapon program, is such such a little part. Just several millions of U.S. dollars if you have seen how much money CCP put into their academic espionage activities, if you see CCP how they use money to buy the connections in academic fields, you will definitely realize oh no, this money is too little for them to do any study. Then so why do they need the funding? It's because If you are in the academic field, you would definitely understand the connections behind the fundings. China government doesn't need your money, but of course they are greedy, and if they can get more money, they won't refuse. But to get the fundings from EcoHealth, especially the funding was from the NIH, NIAID, it means more than money for Chinese government. I worked in the field for many years. Let me tell you, if you have this kind of funding, especially from NIAID, this is a big reputation for you. So, for example, Shi Zhengli, the bad woman in Wuhan Institute of Virology, when she got the funding from an AID, that means her position in the virology field, I mean globally, will get promoted. She would not only be a scientist working with small grounds, she got the overseas funding from NIH. That means her work will be recognized and already being recognized by the top experts in the virology field. And so when she do this kind of work, when she go out to join the uh, international conference, people ask, her, oh, where are your funding come from? She can uh, said proudly that I got NIH funding. I'm the principal investigator of NIH funding. And the other professor would respect her and listen to her, get her opinions. And also they would like to collaborate with her more than others because they believe once you work with this kind of principal investigator that potentially you would have more opportunities to be recognized by the international, uh, those very uh, famous scientists. So this is a way for scientists to uh, doing the social and also collaborate. And also, when she published the results, she definitely won't get a uh, good magazine to publish the data. At that time, if you write on your draft that this project was granted by NIH, then that will help you to get the past the pre, uh past the peer reviewer uh better than others because this kind of grounds already show you are capable in this field, so the other peer reviewers will feel that more comfortable with your data, so it is easier for you for Shi Li to publish her de- uh, her paper on a uh, big magazine like Nature, Science, or Cells. And also, because there are this kind of uh, funding uh, activities between WIV and NIH, so there will be more excuse for China government, for WIV, to invite the American scientists or scientists from Europe, from other countries to visit them. Because now you know this is a good institute, and this institute have. Good scientists. So when they invite you, you definitely want to come here and establish more of this kind of uh, connections for the academic activities. And also for the students come out from the, uh, or scholars come out from uh, Shijianli or Wuhan lab, it would be easier for them to get into the labs in America or other countries because they can put this into their CV that they have been working on the NIH project. And that basically shows they are capable and also they had good training before. So you see this for for Chinese Communist Party, what they expect from the NIH funding It's not about money. It's more about the connections, the gate, which can be open to the Chinese communists, to the People's Liberation Army scientists, to those scholars controlled by CCP, to go to your academic field. And then they can further establish connections with you, influence, and also manipulate The scientists in other countries, and this will provide very valuable uh, knowledge and also uh, connections for CCP's unrestricted bioweapon program. So only focus on money definitely won't be very, very helpful for the origin of COVID. It even will make you confused whether China government is just a small helper to help in that age, developed SARS-CoV-2. No, it's really not like that. This compromised scientists, as I always uh, explained in my interviews or episodes, they are the elite capture, uh They are the elite captured by China using the elite capture strategy. And also, as I always said. They will be the useful idiot once communist China feel they are useless. For example now, Peter Dashak and Dr. Fauci in CCP's propaganda already become the rules that help America to develop the bomb weapon uh, to attack Chinese government. They, they already changed the fact. They want people to do the investigation on the level of Fauci, Echo Health, and NIH funding. They don't want you to do further investigation because that will touch the core secret, which means People's Liberation Army and Xi Jinping CCP regime are the real boss of the uh, bioweapon program. And also, uh, what I want to tell you is, as I addressed in the interview, people now need to change their direction from whether this was nature origin or life origin, to whether this was incidental or accidental incident. And I saw many people ask me and I saw the, Discuss online. They give their opinions that they prefer the accidental leakage because they have seen that Xi Jinping launched the biosecurity law uh, after the outbreak of COVID-19 in Wuhan, and they also know, for example, like this uh eco health uh former uh, manager Dr. Hoff. They have been working with Chinese scientists and they know that there are potential biosafety risks in the Chinese labs. So they would like to say, mm-hmm, this is more like the accident and then China government uh, just wanna cover it up for the face. No, it was not like that. I... I mean, I have talked to my friends who come to ask me about this. I told them, when you read the biosafety issue written by Chinese Communist Party Guns, you should not only consider it as the biosafety problem happened in America, like the leakage or maybe the uh, ventilation system problem. Maybe some scientists just by accident spill it over on the cabin, and then didn't do the enough uh, sterilize, and then didn't uh, control it, make it uh, avoid of the contamination. It was not like that. Safety issue, according to CCP's principle, it's not only stick to the term safety. Remember I have told you in the previous episode that how CCP established and maintained the very strict organization because it is Leninist East organization. This kind of Leninist East organization comes from Soviet Union was built on the confidentiality and, of course, lies. So the confidentiality means in whatever aspects, whatever fields, you should keep secrets for the party, for the Chinese Communist Party. The Chinese Communist Party doesn't want anyone to know what happened inside because if you know that, it would be difficult for them to cheat you. And in this organization, whatever happened, the first thing is you have to listen to the party's direction. You cannot tell anything to the source, to the public or to people out of this organization or to the people who are who should not be uh codified to listen to this uh these facts. So in another word, uh for example, when there was an accident of the train crash happened in China, how many people got hurt in the accident? Or in or dead is confidential and you should not tell the journalists or even the family members of these injuries that how serious the accident is because it should be confidential the number of the casualties should be made up by the CCP government if there are a hundred people dead, and the government wants you know only two, then there are only two people there. No one can question it. Also, if you dare to tell the truth to others, to the uh, injured family member, then you release the secret of the government. And this kind of leakage is the top safety issue, not the crash, not the casualty. Do you understand what I mean? That if you don't keep the secret, if you don't show your lawyer to the CCP, then you are the safety issue. If cause there is an accident happen, the top accident could be the source who released the facts. So when they say the about safety issue of COVID outbreak, let me tell you, I am the safety issue for CCP. And also the Wuhan doctor, Li Wenliang, who warned people that there was SARS-like virus happening in Wuhan, he was an accident. He was a safety issue for CCP. So when they talk about to reinforce the biosafety, uh, that means they need to reinforce the control, they need to reinforce the protocol and get rid of the whistleblowers like us. And also that's why they want to disappear me and they silenced Dr. Li Wenliang in Wuhan at that time because whistleblowers are the people who Leak the secret from the CCP. And this is a violation of the rules in CCP. Even if you are not a CCP member. I'm not a CCP member at all, but because this is an issue related to CCP's uh safety. So this is their safety issue. I am the accident. So don't expect that. Xi Jinping care about the bio safety uh laboratory problem so much? Yes, there are biosafety problems happen in China. It can happen in some lower level uh laboratories, like for example, uh BSL two, uh this kind of labs, uh, you know, BSL three it's about lethal virus and BSL two. You can work on some uh, common pathogens. But when you talk about the weaponized pathogen, especially you see the SARS CoV 2, which is the uh, secret weapon uh, studied for years by PLA and the civilian scientists, they won't let it just spill over. There were very strict uh, protocols to control these pathogens. It's like how they control the nuclear weapons. China, although you know in China there are a lot of problems, it doesn't mean the nuclear weapon will be stolen or spill over because there will be very strict control around the arsenal. So it's the same for the bioweapons in Chinese Communist Party's labs. They are very well monitored and controlled. Okay, let's have a short break and we will come back and continue the topics.
2: While many things we hear are lies, we know one thing is true. Viruses exist and people get sick. Look, there's no guaranteed way to keep from getting sick, but there is a way to reduce your chances. Cofix RX, the original povidone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray that you hear Dr. McCullough talking about provides an additional, invisible layer of protection from colds, flu, coronaviruses, and more. Click the banner ad on AmericaOutloud.com and use promo code OutLoud for 20% off. Stay protected with Cofix RX. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced nutrition company Healthy Cell created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack tear off the top and shoot it down or mix it in water boost your immunity go to healthycell.com and use limited time code out loud for 25 percent off your first order risk-free love it or your money back guaranteed healthycell.com code out loud healthycell.com code out loud beats to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, you're troubled, confused, glad, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. We are America Out Loud Talk Radio, liberty and justice for all.
0: Welcome back to the voice of Dr. Yin, and this is the second section of this episode. In the last section, we've talked about what is the accident, according to CCP's definition, in the safety issues. So clearly, compared to the other things, the most uh, serious accident is there is whistleblower. And also, I talked about the confidentiality, which is a fundamental uh, element of CCP's is the organization. So let's see why there are no other ways of work in the Wuhan or in other people's collaboration laboratories for three years. Let me tell you, it's very easy because CCP used the very advanced technology as well as the people's war tactic to control the potential whistleblowers. And for example, if you're asking that if the Wuhan virology uh, Institute, the scientists had already studied this virus, they could know that this was released by CCP right? Not exactly like that. First, they were threatened and they were trained not to touch this issue. Because remember I've told you from the beginning of my investigation, I was repeatedly told my supervisor, Dr. Liu Peng, at the University of Hong Kong, that be careful, keep silent. Don't touch the red line. If not, you will be disappeared. And also, besides of this kind of fear, you know, when this was involved into People's Liberation Army's operations, then even the scientists in the labs who had involved into the development of the SARS-CoV-2 virus, only very few of them could be qualified to draw the last step to know the secrets. That means majority of the scientists, they may recognize after a while that "Mm, this virus is the thing I have worked on. However, CCP and PLA won't let them know how the virus come out. That means, even if you come to ask these scientists if there is chance, still there is a big opportunity that they will tell you, I don't know how it came out. And uh, maybe it was from the lab leak. But of course, if they understand CCP, and if they understand people's liberation army, especially if they use their brain to think about this, to conduct the investigation like me at that time, I can guarantee you that they also would realize this was not that simple. OK, then let's talk about the other topic. The second topic I want to talk about is about the paper white paper revolution happened in China. As we discussed in the last episode, that the first response from Xi Jinping was several days after the protests. It was a delayed response, and it shows that CCP and Xi Jinping didn't know how to handle it. This is out of expectation. However, Xi Jinping told the European Council president, and later it was reported by the mainstream media worldwide that this was the uh, kind of uh, activities uh, launched by minority of students who were frustrated by the pandemic. So he totally downplayed the importance of the white paper protests. And he totally denied the various identities of the protesters. So this week, there is a very great article written by the colonist Stephen Mercer, who is also a China expert on New York Post. In that article, he managed to get the letters from four different Chinese protesters in mainland China. They told him what they think about the white paper revolution and why do they want to join it to take the life risk to express their ideas. And I was very uh, honored that I am the person help to coordinate this interview between the Chinese people and uh, Steve Marshall. If you know that how strict the CCP controls the speech, you may definitely know that to accept the interview from the foreign uh, journalists without permission of the government in China, this would make you commit the crime, which called uh, release the national secrets. Yes, your own ideas, which is not insistent, uh, which is not insistent with the government's uh, protocol, then you make the problem, you uh, you commit the crime that leaks the national secrets. See, I told you, confidentiality. And these protesters, they are very brief and they would like to let Americans and the world hear their voice. So this interview was conducted using the encrypted uh ways to to communicate. And I really want also share this article in my episode today to let my audience know what these Chinese protesters' real feeling. So this article is called, the title is, Four Chinese Tell Why They're Protesting Xi. Give me liberty or give me death. And these four Chinese protesters, uh, according to the, uh, the journalist, Steve Mercer, each of them, had one title for their matter. The first one, the title is, Give me liberty or give me death. I want to just quote part of these protesters' words to let you further understand what happened in China now. The first person said, I'm a software engineer from Beijing. The zero COVID policy that has gone on for three years has devastated the economy and the company I work for is on the verge of collapse. I and other employees are lucky to receive one third of our normal salary. We are all struggling to pay our bills and just to get through daily life. My son is suffering too. When he is allowed to go to school, he has to take a daily COVID test and wear a mask, which harms his health and social development. During lockdowns, he is forced to stay at home and take online classes, but even then the school demands daily COVID tests. My son is spending his childhood living in fear. My family loves to travel. Before zero COVID, we would go on outing almost every weekend, camping in the picture square, outdoors, or kayaking down a clear river. Now we can no longer travel freely, enjoying the beauty of nature and making new friends in distant places. During lockdowns, we can't shop in a, sh- in a mall down the street, or even see friends and relatives who live in next door. We can't even leave our own apartment. Life has lost all meaning. We are not afraid of COVID-19, but rather of the hell what we are now living. We are tired to being deceived by the powerful year after year. We demand an immediate end to the wrong-handed and absurd zero-COVID policy allow the people to enjoy all the freedoms that are guaranteed by our Constitution and the one-party dictatorship. Give me liberty or give me death. Yes, this person is still lucky because he still gets one-third of salary, and he had apartment. He and his family, although they are locked down, but they still have a place to stay and at least uh, he didn't say he didn't say he there was a lack of food in his family. But that was common for many, many Chinese people during lockdowns. Lost the job, no one has salary at home, and the home is even not yours, you have to pay the rent, and there is no rent reduction policy in China during lockdowns, and your lack of food and your family members may be sick and they need to get a treatment or drugs. No, you don't have any of them. You basically only can stay there and uh, wait for a good result. And many, many Chinese unfortunately didn't pass that period. And based on the confidentiality, their deaths It's even not a number. The second person, the title of his interview is I Hope These Evil Days End Soon. Everyone here in the southern city of Guangzhou has been given a QR code, which the authorities use to track our movements because my family accidentally entered into an area under lockdown. This tracking app sent out a red alert. The biggest whites, which means those government authorities dressed in the head-to-toe white PPE, came to our house, told us we were not allowed to go out, and then sealed us in. All of our mobile phones were constantly monitored, and a tracking system was even installed in our house to monitor everyone in our family 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. In all, we were under lockdown for more than 3 weeks. Not once during this time did the authorities provide any food or other assistance. Even as we were starving, they continued to threaten us if we complained. We don't want to live in fear all the time. As long as the zero-COVID policy continues, we could be locked down at home or even sent away to the quarantine camp at any time. People here have not only lost their freedom but also their livelihoods and sometimes even their lives because of the lockdown. I myself have lost a well-paying job as design engineer and have been unable to find another, all because I have not been vaccinated against the latest Omicron variant. No one is allowed to hire me, nor am I allowed to fly on a plane or travel by high-speed rail. I hope this evil days end soon. I want to be able to travel freely without having to show my QR code at every restaurant, at every stop, or even to across the street. And one day I hope to be able to speak freely instead of anonymously without fear of being imprisoned. Compared to the first person, this protester has lost his job. We don't know how many members in his family need this income. We see he said he was down at home and even cannot complain. And he didn't receive vaccine against Omicron. I mean, not by doesn't mean he didn't receive any vaccine before. It's just because for Omicron, he didn't get more vaccine. He can't find any job. This is mandate policy, plus very anti-human rules. And this cruel policy Is killing people in China. The QR code is not only one system installed in your mobile phone to monitor. I was told by people in China that it's very common for them to have four different system of QR codes, which was developed by different departments of government. Local government or central government to control them at the same time. You have to match all the criteria of the four or more code system. Then you can get down. You can go out of the uh, community and you can go to buy the food for your daily living if you are lucky, if there was no lockdown. This is totally unbelievable. People are suffering. They can't suffering anymore. That's why during the lockdown period, they feel pain. They feel painful and they start to reconsider why it happened. And they realize the value of the freedom. And they know if they don't stand up to call for freedom at this time, there won't be any more chance in the future. Let's continue. The third protester, the title of his word is, I just want to live in a normal society. I am a retired bank employee from the central province of Hubei, which is the original center of the pandemic where Wuhan uh, city belongs to. I oppose the zero COVID policy that makes it impossible to work and earn money to support your family and the endless lockdowns that destroy people and the economy. Why can't we manage the virus uh, humanly and uh, scientifically so that we can live in freedom? I just want to live in a normal society. Very simple reply, but very clear and a very important question. Why cannot we live in a humanly and also scientifically society? Of course, because this is weaponized virus for Xi Jinping, for CCP, it's a good tool. It's not about science. And they definitely don't have the feeling of humanity. They just want the power. They want the control. You are just a factor, I mean, a very, very tiny factor in the society. According to CCP, this regime always told the world that we have 1.4 billion. So you are just one of 1.4 billion, so tiny, and they don't care about your life. You can be sacrificed at any time because they don't treat you as human. The last protester who received the interview, the title of his word is, Three generations of Chinese people cannot speak freely. I'm from Beijing in the communist occupied part of the Republic of China and Taiwan. For more than 70 years, Three generations of the Chinese people have been unable to speak freely in their own country. We won't be free of the control of the terrorist organization that calls itself the Chinese Communist Party. I'm right now locked up in my own home in the prison state run by the CCP, the same CCP that creates virus in its labs and release them to destroy the mankind. Simple, but very powerful words. The virus comes from CCP. The virus is the reason we have these disorders in the society. So virus is the reason millions of people lost their lives and also more people suffered from COVID or um, COVID or other social consequences in these three years. Why do I read all their words? Because in other media, it's very difficult for you to hear the real voice from the Chinese people. And when we say that the those reporters or those media just quote the words come from Chinese government, that this is a public health issue, all just analyzed, but based on their limited knowledge about Chinese people and China. I won't have Chinese people to show their opinions, to deliver their voice to Americans, because it's not only about the Chinese people. The things they they described which is happening in China now. Actually, I've seen it almost, almost happened in the United States during the pandemic. Dr. Fauci also want lockdown. And also his colleagues want you get mandate vaccine even for the kids, even for the healthy young people, for the soldiers in the army. And they want to push the in mature vaccines, although, I mean, to be honest, uh, the vaccines in China, made in China, even worse than the vaccines you are used in U.S., but it doesn't mean the COVID vaccine you receive has no problem. There are potential healthy problems, and according to the my experience in the labs when I studied the vaccines in the WHO reference lab, I even won't call it a vaccine. It is just vaccine candidate, which means you should use it to animals and test and wait for long to see the long-term results. And then maybe 100 chance, you can move it a little bit forward to the clinical trial. So things get totally changed. During the pandemic, we need to correct it. And I let you know what happened in China, because unfortunately in a tyranny country like China, people have no right to refuse the policies come from the central government. But here in the United States, you can. You have the First Amendment to guarantee your speech of freedom. And also, you have other rights. You can vote. You can speak. Although I know there are a lot of suppression, but still, there are opportunities. For example, today, I'm so happy to say that the mandate vaccination policy in the military is lifting. This is a great progress. And also, we have seen on 6th December the oversight in the 118th Congress is published by the House Republicans. And they claim that there will be a series of series of the activities launched in the upcoming Congress, which include the special committees to handle the China issue and also the COVID origin issues. I hope that will be a great start, a great turnover to see the result, to see the accountability of the Chinese Communist Party. And also, I hope that will be the great chance for us to understand what had happened and avoid the similar disasters happen in the future. So thank you, my audience, my friends, and you can listen to the voice of Dr. Yin every weekend, Saturday and Sunday, um, either at 9 a.m. or 4 p.m. Eastern time from the America Out Loud video talk, or you can download the apps for free for Android, Apple or other systems to listen to the Mark Outmouth Radio Network. Thank you, see you next time.